0: so you can be notified anytime we upload new videos. I want to encourage you to like this page so that we can develop the number of likes that we have so that we can come up in the rankings because we have a message that is critical for this uh, this time. So thank you so much for those of you who are already doing so. If you'd like to support our ministry, you can visit our website at templeoftruth.us. That's www.templeoftruth.us or you can go to patreon.com and look for our handle, Emerging Temple.
1: I wasn't here last week. I'll just let you guys you know, continue and then I'll probably join the flow as it goes. So go ahead, uh, I guess Dr. K. Okay,
2: um, does anybody have anything that happened this week and that they need to share with the group? Any dreams, anything?
3: No, not enough for me. Liz? No, I... I'm fine.
2: Okay, now, um, Abeli, I know usually Tabo has prepared something that he wants to share, and you usually like to have him go first so that he'll be free to leave.
4: Yes, yes. Uh, so I'll,
5: I'll hand the phone to him now. Okay. Tabo. okay, I've read the book of Mark, chapter 8. Jesus had a big crowd with him, and he noticed that there was nothing to eat. That the crowd had nothing to eat and how and they were starving. Jesus had sympathy for them and spread the seven loaves of bread for people and made them pass it out. Jesus also had fish and commanded his followers to give out the fish to the people. After a while, everyone was satisfied and grateful to Jesus for the blessing. And and Pharisees, Pharisees, Pharisees came to Jesus and asked him to do a miracle to prove that he is the Son of God. Jesus had found it unacceptable and told them that no miracle will be given to them. And Jesus and his followers went to Bethsaida. Some people brought a blind man to Jesus and begged him to touch the man. Jesus also took the blind man's hand and led him out of the village to try and heal him. Jesus spat on his eyes and put his hands on the blind man and asked if he can see The blind man's reply was that he can only see people looking like walking trees. Jesus also put his hands on the blind man's eyes after. The man opened his eyes wide and could see everything clearly. His eyes were healed and Jesus told him to not come into town and to just go home. While Jesus and his followers were traveling to towns around Caesarea Philippi, Jesus asked them what other people say he is they say that some people think Jesus is John the Baptist, Elijah or one of the prophets Jesus asked his followers what they think he is Peter answers, you are the Christ Jesus ordered his followers not to tell anyone who he is But later on, Jesus taught his followers about the Son of Man. Then after, Peter took aside Jesus and began to criticize him. Jesus looked at his followers and told Peter, Go away from me, you Satan. You don't care about things of God. You only care about things men think are important. After Jesus called the crowd and said that if anyone is willing to give up their life for him, and for good news, will have a true life. It will have a true life forever. Jesus also said to them that, I tell you the truth. Some of you standing here will see the kingdom of God come to power before you die. And that is what I've learned. Thanks for listening.
0: Right,
1: okay, thank you so much, Tabo. Uh, uh, Abileh? I recommend that you sign out and sign back in like Kay did, so your microphone will be louder, okay?
4: Okay, okay, great, I'll do that. All right.
1: Okay, Okay. over to you, Dr. Kay.
2: Usually a belly goes next after her son, but... um, you know since she's signing back out and then we'll have to wait for her to come back or
1: okay okay that's fine or oh, Liz could go
3: all right hold on a minute I gotta find my place here I just found sure. 118 Yeah, I did Psalm 118, and I, in particular, went through the Psalms looking for specific, a specific idea, which was, um, in verse 24, This is the day the Lord has made. Let us be glad and rejoice in it. Because I think we all too often forget that the message of Jesus was to enjoy the earth. He said God gave us his and to enjoy the earth, and he said, I have come that we'll have joy and enjoy more and have the freedom, but I think we forget about that too often and get ourselves locked into following these rules, following these laws, judging everybody else. We forget to um, put the mirror up and look at ourselves, but even if we're looking at ourselves, I think that um, it's really important to me that we remember that everything God gave us is beautiful and we forget to look at it and see that and enjoy it. So, especially since it's the Easter time, I wanted us to remember that um, this is the day that God gave us. We never have any other day. Tomorrow is here and yesterday isn't coming back again. And so that verse is really, really, really important to me and it has to do with two of the books that I've written for parents to teach their children to, to love God and we have to find strength in God and enjoy the world because on the day you don't feel like loving God and you don't feel like enjoying the world, this is the day to start looking for that strength and that peace of mind. So, 118-24- um, I think it's very important for each of us to put that in our mind to say that this right now is the day the Lord has made to rejoice and be glad in it and I think there are many um examples in the Bible certainly in the Psalms many times David is saying thanks thanksgiving for your help and you know whatever it is he's talking about um you know, having lost the war or um, when he needed help in one reason or another. Um, in Psalm 116, he's talking about he needed God from help. So he's thanking God, and that is another place where I think we forget to be grateful to God and enjoy, um, that God is always there for us. And when we ask God for th- to be there for us, he doesn't say, oh, yeah, well, what about the last three days when you didn't have a thought for me? But, oh, now you're here when you want something. And I think that's such an important message for, for us to teach other people and, and to teach our children. And uh, Is that um, if we enjoy God in the good days, on the bad days, we're going to immediately go to God if we've trained ourselves to do that. Amen.
1: Amen. Amen. All right, I think Sister Abele is back on board. So Abele, I think you can go now if you're ready.
2: Well, okay. actually, Brother Mike. Yes. OK, what Liz was talking about, the last thing that she said kind of ties in with the reading from 2 um, Timothy that I did this week. That, OK,
1: so you want to okay. go ahead.
2: Yes, that um, okay. in, um, Liz was saying that, uh, you know, we basically have to stay in God's, Liz, can you say your last thing again, because I lost my train of thought just for a second.
3: Oh, that we need to stay in God today and to rejoice and be glad in today and now. And even like an hour ago, something happened, and an hour from now, something will happen. We can't put those there. That to you know, this right here is is the day, and um, but we need to rejoice, be grateful, and be glad in these days. And as the Psalm 116, which is before, prior to that, show another psalms Show even King David was continually. Thanking God for getting him through bad things, and thanking God for having wonderful, wonderful things happen to him, thanking God for um, for giving him and giving him more joyful days after he had created big sins on his own. So um, I just think it's really important for us always to keep in mind that God, you know God is here even on the bad days and to rejoice and be glad in those days. Okay, thank you. I
2: know what it was now that you were saying that it's not about what, um, what we did or what happened yesterday or an hour ago, that God, uh, we may walk away from God, but he's not going to walk away from us. And that kind of right. ties, ties in with second, in sec, I read this week, I read second Timothy, the whole book. But in chapter two, specifically, um, if you look at verses 10 through 13, it kind of ties in with what you were saying, because in, uh, let me just read it to you. It says, amen. Therefore, amen. therefore, I endure all things for the elect's sake, that they may also obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. It is a faithful saying for if we be dead with him, we shall also live with him. If we suffer, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he also will deny us. If we believe not yet, he abided faithful we cannot deny himself. So um, God isn't going to walk away from us that, um, that whatever it is that he's promised, that he is going to be faithful to that. Um, so it's it's us that walk away. Um, the, the second book of Timothy is a letter from Paul to Timothy and Paul is in prison when he's writing to Timothy. And he starts off by thanking Timothy, For um, giving thanks because of Timothy's faith and reminding Timothy that um, he has come to this faith through the teachings of his grandmother and his mother. Do you remember last week that um, he had sent Timothy to Ephesus to try to remind the the Christians at Ephesus to be faithful to the, the teachings of Christ? and that a lot of the ministers had fallen into corruption and that the old women were trying to uh, the, um, the alms that were supposed to be for the poor women. So that when the poor women came to get um, their daily needs met, that there was nothing left for the poor women. So here in Timothy, second uh, book of Timothy, that paul is is preparing timothy to take over as leader a leader in the church because paul knows that this time that he's in prison things are not going well for him and he may not make it out so he warns he tells um timothy that to be strong in the grace that's in christ jesus and that um He wants him to commit to faithful men who will be able to teach others, basically to stay away from those um, corrupt uh, teachers. Like in chapter three, he talks about uh, who some of these teachers are that have that have um, changed the word of God and are preaching something that is not correct. And um, so he tells um, timothy to go ahead in chapter four he tells them to preach the word in verse two he says preach the word Be instant in season out of season reprove rebuke exhort with all long suffering and doctrine for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine but after their own lust shall heap to themselves teachers having itch, itching ears and they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto unto fables so he's letting uh, Timothy know that he sees what's going on, he knows the false teachings, but that Timothy just needs to stay true to what he's been taught. And he also, in um, Second Timothy, talks about the purpose of the scriptures, that the scriptures are the Old Testament is there to instruct us, to guide us. That basically everything that we have to endure in life, that somebody in the Old Testament has faced those challenges and trials, and they were overcoming without the power of the Holy Spirit. So if they were able to endure and keep their faith. We who have the promise of Jesus Christ are in a much better position and just to um, keep true to the teachings of Christ. That's what I have to say about uh, second Timothy.
1: Okay, okay. Thanks Dr. Kay. Uh, Abella, are you ready to share your part with us?
4: Yes, I am. Can you hear me better now? Much better. Okay, that's great. Okay. okay. Um, I read um, like Tabo, um, the book of Mark. Um, I read from uh, chapters one to seven, but I'm going to focus on chapter four. I just want to discuss the uh, chapter four, um, and then just touch briefly a couple of uh, line on chapter, uh, chapter seven. That's also very important. So, uh, the book of Mark, um, that I want to talk about is just a. Uh, about the parable. Jesus told there were many miracles that Jesus performed um from the point where I'm right here from um especially casting out unclean spirits and and healing the sick which angered the scribes because they wondered what sort of man is this doing this with so much confidence. Um and then um in chapter 4 um he told a parable to them Um, a parable of a, a, a sower that sows seeds. And the first seed fell by the wayside and another fell by stony ground and another seed fell by the thorns and another one fell on good ground. And he said to them that the one that fell by the wayside the birds of the air came and ate the seed. And then the one that fell on stony ground Um, There wasn't much earth. So, although it it sprang up, but because there was no depth, there was no earth, it quickly, um, when the sun came out, it quickly, you know, it scorched and the, the roots just withered away. And then the one that fell on the thorns, the thorns grew up and choked the seed that fell on the thorns, and it yielded no crops. And then the one that fell on good ground, it yielded um, good crop. Um, produced, you know, thirty fold what was sold, and you know, some sixty and some even a hundred fold what was sold. What was sold? So, he explained this parable to his disciples. He said to them that the seed. The first of all the sower you know is sowing the word of god so that seed is the word of god you know that we hear um every day we read in the bible you know in in, in our scriptures and he says that the one that fell by the wayside you know that bird that came to eat those seeds was like satan coming you know sorry about that uh, that one that fell by the wayside is like Satan coming and immediately uprooting the word, and it didn't go in. It didn't so it wasn't sown into the hearts of the people who received it. So basically, people that receive the word, they, you know, sometimes we go to church, hear the word, we leave the church and drop the word right there, and we just face all the distractions around us. And the one that fell on stony ground. Those are people who, when they heard the word, actually it did grow, but because there wasn't earth, it withered away. That's because um, they heard the word, they received it with gladness, but they had no roots. They couldn't have any roots because it wasn't, she wasn't on firm, solid ground, you no know, firm, um, fruitful ground. And so therefore um, it didn't last. And as soon as um, they faced troubles in their life, so the sun, scorching the earth is more like facing temptation facing tribulations facing troubles as quickly as you know as soon as they face the difficulties in their life they they they, they, they the seed you know the, the word of god immediately got sucked out of their lives and and that's how they stumble and i know thinking about my life i know i've been there several times and then there that the seed that was sown among the thorns where the people who You know, the temptations of the world, there's just so much, you know, like riches, like, you know, um, so many other things, worldly things that we love so much that compete with the word of God. And it chokes, when the thorn chokes those seeds, that's exactly what happens. So basically those worldly things that we love win the battle against the word of God in our lives. And that's how it dies off. And then the seed that fell on good ground, he says these are the people that hear the word, they accept it, it bears good fruit, some 30 fold and you know, multiply. So basically where do we fall into among these four, four categories of people that receive the seed? That's the word of God. That's the question that we will take away from here and you know, ask ourselves today. On to um, describe the kingdom of God as being like, you know, a mustard seed. So he says here in, in chapter 4, verse 26, he explained the, the kingdom of God is as if a man sows, so, you know, scatters seed on the ground and you don't know how the seed grows. You don't know what happens. You just sow the seed on the ground, you water it and you leave it and it grows. So basically, what investments are we making to inherit that kingdom of God? And if we sow the good seeds and sow the seed in the right place, and then it's going to that the, the result of that would be inheriting the kingdom of God. So when we have good seeds, so it's like a mustard seed it explains here, it goes on to explain that it's like a mustard seed that when you sow, it's like the smallest of all the seeds, but when it grows, it grows and becomes greater than all the herbs, all the tree, all the shoots, all the, all the bigger, most of the biggest trees, basically. And that's what, you know, sowing the seed or investing into the kingdom of God. That's what it's like, investing our lives or into the, into inheriting the kingdom of God. So this is, um, this is what I understand from this chapter four of, um, of mark and um in chapter seven somewhere else i wanted to touch was where you know where he was some people came to him talking about um food you know there was so much about so many so much of most law of moses about you know what food to eat what food not to eat and so many people some people came to him to ask questions about why you know, they're they are eating um, certain kind of food on the Sabbath day. And, and, and Jesus said to them that it is not what goes into a man that defiles him, but what comes out of a man that defiles a man. Because what goes into us, into a man, goes into the stomach and goes out of the body. But what comes out of a man comes out from his heart, and that's where the evil comes out of. That's where adultery comes out of. That's where fornication comes out of. Murder, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, and all the evil that we see in the world today. That's where it comes out of. And that's what he meant by it. It's what comes out of the heart that defiles the man, and not what goes into the man that defiles the man. And. Um, you know, there was a time when, you know, he used the little loaves of bread and fish he had to feed thousands. And the disciples were worried and asked, you know, that they had no more food. And he said to them, he asked them, how many loaves of bread did you have when we fed 5,000? And they said, five. And he said to them again, and how many baskets, you know, did that result? He said, he said, seven, um, I think seven, right? Seven. And he said, and I he asked them, how many loaves did we have when we fed 4,000? He said we had seven. And he said, how many baskets? Sorry, the first one was 12 baskets. And the second one was seven baskets. And he said to them, do you not understand still? What I understood by that is we worry about where the next food will come from, worry about where the next job will come from, where, where the next money will come from. But he said, do not worry about these things because at the right time, I will provide you with what you need. Which is exactly what he did with the disciples right there. When they needed food, when the crowd needed food, he provided the food. He didn't know how the food came about, but he provided it. And that's why he asked, do you not stand still? So um, that's, that's um, my message from, from the book of Mark.
2: Okay, um, thank you. It, now, does anybody remember what the earth symbolizes in the Bible? Because mm. I'm going back to what you had read in Mark chapter 4. Yes. Are uh, the people right?
4: Mm.
1: The soul. Oh
2: yeah, soul. So, um, I mean, you I liked what you had to say about the of the parable of the the mustard seed, but it goes mm. a little bit deeper. So you mm. can take a look at that again this week a little bit, and <laughs> you know, just delve into it. I don't know whether Brother Mike wants to talk any more about it or not, but um, because there's a lot of times people don't invest the time in in studying the word. So we just listen to a minister giving a message, but we don't take time to go and study the word on our own and develop our own relationship with God. And when you don't have your own personal relationship with God and you're not under the guidance of the Holy Spirit, then you cannot face the challenges of life because you have no foundation, you have no root, that the the root in the ground, the, um, the root that they're talking about in the ground is uh, elsewhere in the scripture. It says that we need to be rooted and grounded In God. So if you are not rooted and grounded in God and you have not renewed your mind through the reading of the scripture, then you are just like, um, you know, just like a a dust in the wind that you're going to blow wherever the wind takes you, that you won't be able to stand firm. You won't be able to stand your ground. Yes. Got a mic? Is he
4: mute?
1: Yes, I, 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 I listened to everything you said. I was trying to unmute my microphone. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, I think somehow that from listening to what Ebele said, and then Kay, you built upon that, that It's time for us to move, I feel, it's time for us to move from where we've been. Um, If you remember when we started, we were studying different books in the Bible. We would all study the same book, and um, we would talk about, you know, each person would take some section of it, you know, to talk about. And then after that, for the last few weeks, we said, look, just pick anything you want to, you know, talk about it, you study and you share. Mm -hmm. Now, let talk about you know, the, the sower and Dr. K's um, decision or perspective on it, kind of tells me that maybe as a group, we should begin to want to see the scriptures now from a more of a bird's eye view than what we've been doing so far okay now uh, let me let me let me give us two scriptures okay the first one i want us to look at is the book, book chapter two you hear me hello did you hear did you hear me So I said Luke chapter two verse thirty-nine and forty.
4: Luke chapter two verse
1: thirty-nine. Yep. And forty.
2: Amen. Amen. Amen.
1: Does anybody have it?
3: Yes. Amen. Yes.
1: Okay. Sister Liz, could you read that, please?
3: Okay. Luke chapter 2, 39 and 40. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. When, when, the, when the pair had fulfilled all the prescriptions, that part? When the pair had fulfilled all the prescriptions yes. of, the law, of the Lord, they returned to Galilee in their own town of Nazareth. The child grew in size and strength, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him.
1: Now, did you all say the child grew in what?
3: In size and strength, and he filled with wisdom. He filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him.
1: Okay. All right. Can I get another translation?
3: Yes.
2: Amen. 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 Yeah. this is king james and when they had performed all things according to the law of the lord they returned into galilee to their own city nazareth and the child grew and waxed strong in spirit filled with wisdom and the grace of god was upon him
1: okay is there yet another version
4: no well, mine is very it's quite similar it says so when that mine, mine is new king james yeah, so yeah go ahead I, So when they had performed all things according to the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own city, Nazareth, and the child grew and became strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him.
1: Okay. Now the reason I wanted to read a couple more translations is remember what I said that God has secured his word by allowing multiple translations. Do you understand? Mm. So the what the bible is trying to tell us here is that the child grew it doesn't tell us whether the child grew physically or spiritually amen amen it's saying the child grew now let's take a look at galatians chapter 4 verse 19 excuse
2: me brother mike sorry in yes. verse 40, though, it says the child grew and waxed strong in spirit. So that waxed strong in spirit and, and Abeli said, what did your translation say, Abeli, about the it strong in spirit? says became strong in spirit. Yes. Yeah, so it does tell us that yes. she did grow spiritually.
1: Yes, yes. said he became strong the child grew and became strong in spirit yes okay now what i'm saying is it doesn't say it's there is no there is no emphasis on what kind of growth the child had now obviously all children grow physically Mm -hmm. correct yes I want us to focus on what it's trying to tell us. Number one, even Jesus had to grow, whether physically or spiritually. Amen? Amen. Now, I want to explain now to us that it is not us that needs to grow spiritually. It is Christ in us that needs to grow. Are you with me? Now, let's take a look at Galatians chapter 4, verse 19. Anyone else can read?
2: Amen. 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 My little children of whom I travail in birth again until Christ be formed in you.
1: Okay, he is writing to Christians and he's saying he is in prayer for them until Christ is formed in them, correct?
3: Correct, yeah. Yes.
1: Okay. So when a woman takes in it takes her officially nine months before the child is fully formed, correct? Yes. After the child is formed, what happens?
2: She labors in in trying to birth the child.
1: Very good. And we all remember the scripture in Romans 12, not Romans, in Revelation 12, where it says a woman was pregnant And about to be delivered of a child. Correct? Yes. All right. So connect that scripture. To this. That is we read in Luke. And um, in Galatians. We hear Paul telling us that. He's praying that Christ might be formed in us. And in Revelation we see. A woman give birth to a man child. Not a male child, a man child. Okay? That means this child was no child at all. Okay? Are you with me?
0: Yes.
1: Okay. All right. Because from the first day, he's walking, he's talking, he's flying up to heaven and everything. Now, the parable of the sower that Abele shared with us was about this person, this this word being sown into the earth, correct? Correct. Yeah. And Dr. K shared with us that the earth is the soul, right?
3: Right. Yes. Yeah.
0: So what,
3: What
1: grows, is it the earth that course, correct? Sorry, I said, what grows is not the earth. What grows is the seed that is planted in the earth.
3: Correct. Yes. Amen.
1: Okay. So when you and I say we're growing spiritually, actually, it is Christ in us that is growing. Amen. Amen. You and I are natural. Okay, we cannot be subject to the law of God when comes rebellion, but there's a new man in us that Jesus refers to as the seed. Everybody remember, it says the seed of the woman will bruise the head of the serpent. Yes. Good. So what we as a group, want to start doing or begin doing from this weekend is we want to begin to share with one another our understanding of this transformation that the word of God is meant or supposed to accomplish in our lives. Do you understand what I mean? In other words, we are studying this word Because we believe that this word has the ability to transform us. So when we come together and we share the word, it's supposed to transform us. Now, every single thing that is written in scripture is about that transformation. So everything Liz spoke about this evening, what Tabo read to us this evening, what Abelé spoke about, what I've spoken about. It's only one subject. This is a school that teaches only one subject. And that subject is the transformative work of the word of God in the lives of men and women. It doesn't matter what you study. It doesn't matter whether you read Chronicles, Exodus, Genesis, Corinthians. They're all talking one thing. The transformation of a human being from the earthly nature that we were born with to the heavenly nature that is about to be manifested in all our lives. This heavenly nature, this divine nature is what the Bible calls the kingdom of God. I'll say that again, this divine nature, this new nature that you are gonna receive because you take in the word of God. Is what we call the kingdom of God. Amen.
2: Amen.
1: So when you take in the word of God. While you're asleep. While you're unconscious. While you're daydreaming. It is growing. In spite of you. And one day. Like a bolt of lightning out of the dark. You will be changed in the twinkling of an eye. You've read that in the scriptures before, haven't you? Yes. Yes. Now, some of us will be changed to thirty percent. Some of us will be changed to sixty percent, and some of us will be changed to a hundred percent. Hey, Dr. K, you 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 love statistics. Do you remember? In the, in the in, sometimes in the bell curve, you have the 30, 60, and then the 95% thing. Remember? Yes. Don't you see Jesus playing with that there? When he says some 30, some 60, some 100 fold. Because just the way you're getting better, 30%, 60%, 100%. Some people are becoming demons, 30%, 60%, 100%. <laughs> no, for real. Yes. Okay, for real. Okay, so remember, Jesus said he is like a man who planted good seed in the soil. But at night, while men slept, an enemy came and planted tares. And in the morning time, when men woke up, they saw the wheat grown, but with the tares also. And his servant said, Master, would you that we go there and uproot the tares? And he says, no, leave them. Let them grow together at the end of time. I will send my angels, and they shall take into my barn all the wheat, and they shall take all the tares out to be burned. So, at this moment, at this time, every single one of us on earth is designing himself or herself to be burnt or to be taken into the barn, which is what the kingdom of god amen i'm sure everybody Mm -hmm. knows that parable right yes now you hear everything i've said do you think next sunday you'll be able to find something in the word of god that we can also illuminate as the work of the word of god in transforming somebody yes good let me give you another example king david came after king saul correct yes so king saul was rejected by god but king david was accepted by god right yes between saul and david in the natural eyes you would say david did worse things wouldn't you yes Yes. but david believed god remember yes a yes. man after god's own heart what did he do when once when david went to war and one day he was thirsty and he remembered water in a cool um brook and he said oh i missed the water from such uh, from such and such a brook and some of his soldiers heard that and they went and fought through the enemy lines to go get him the water to drink
2: remember from yeah from the brook kidron
1: right and then they brought the water to him what did he do with the water
3: Give it to them to drink.
1: <laughs> Does anybody? This is, this is okay. Okay, another guess, another guess, Liz. Go ahead.
3: No, didn't he say, you drink first?
1: No. He poured it all out to God. He said, I am not worthy to drink the blood of these men. Because he didn't know they had risked their life to go get him that water. And when, they, when he found out, he poured it onto a stone, you know, a memorial for God. Now, ah. these little things demonstrate that he had the kingdom of God in mind. Amen?
3: Amen, David.
1: So, so, you can, no matter what you're studying the scripture, it's all about the kingdom of God. Okay, let's talk about Cain and Abel. The Bible says both of them brought their, their offering to God, correct? Yes. Cain brought a lot of fruits, vegetables, yams, all kinds of things, toil from the ground. Doesn't God accept vegetables and all of those things in the scripture? Doesn't He accept those as offerings? Yes, He does, right?
3: Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah.
1: So why did He reject Cain's offering?
2: I'm waiting to see if someone else is going to answer.
1: Yeah,
0: go a, ahead. Go ahead. Because Sorry? he,
2: uh, because he
4: was, he's. It he was based on the work, his works, not based on.
1: Very good. Faith. Cain had to toil. To get, the offering. Right. Yes. Now, what you notice in the. When it came to the children of Israel, God told them to bring a tenth of what they toiled for. Okay.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, the reason is, okay, let's go back to Abel. Abel brought the offering of a lamb to God. Jesus is the lamb of God. So we can see from that, that God was using Cain and Abel to send you and I a message that what will save us is not going to be the offering of the toil of our labor. What will save us is the blood of the lamb. Yet after we've been saved by the blood of the lamb, God will accept the labor of our hands. Does that make sense, everybody?
2: Yes. Yes. Yes, yes.
1: So if you didn't believe in Jesus and you do really good things and help the poor and give everything you have, you know, but you don't believe in Jesus, God is saying that's not gonna help you. But if you believe in the Lamb, if you put your faith in the blood of the Lamb, now you're saved. Now, if you offer God the toll of your hands, you'll accept it. Okay, yes. Now, I've, 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 I've talked about different things tonight to kind of give you an idea of what the scripture is actually saying in the stories it tells us. Amen? Amen. So um, that next time when we get together, whatever you study, I would love to hear you bring your own spin of what you believe it is really saying to us on a mystical level. Okay? Amen.
2: Amen. Amen.
1: now you cannot do this with your own power you will actually have to literally open your mouth and tell the Holy Ghost this week that you do not want to be embarrassed next Sunday okay and that he needs to help you teach you something spiritual from what you're reading what you chose to study and how that has a spiritual meaning. It could mean, it could have a spiritual meaning in any way. It could have a spiritual meaning telling you that this is symbolic of Jesus coming. This is symbolic of Jesus dying. It could have a spiritual meaning of saying this seed, like what the bear shared with us today, this seed is planted in you. It's the word of God and it transforms you over time. And depending on how much you allow it, it might change to 30%, it might change to 60%, it might change to 100%. But you will have to pray to God and say help me so that when i share on sunday i'm not just sharing you know the text amen Amen. i'm sharing the revelation that inspired the text you're actually going and by the way i promise you if you sincerely ask god he will help you okay and don't worry even if you don't know what you're saying nobody's gonna laugh at you okay but I, I think the time has come for us to move into that level of, of the word, amen? Like God told Moses, you've wandered around this mountain long enough, okay? Now take your journey east.
2: So are we, okay, first you said you wanted us to tell somebody, the story of somebody in the Bible that shows the transform, transformative work in their life. That God's transformative work in their life.
1: No, no, Is- no, no. Sorry, you misunderstood me. I said, all the scriptures that you study are about the transformative work of, God's, of God in our life. Yes. That, that's what it's all about. That it doesn't matter what you study. I said, so then, whatever scripture you feel, feel led to share with us next week, don't just come and tell us the story. Tell us from your perspective, how you believe it's connected to the transformative work of Christ in our lives. Okay. Then I gave some examples. I talked about Cain and Abel. I talked about King Saul and David, you know, and so on and so forth. Okay. And we said, okay, look at how David, you know, lived with god and god called him a man after my own heart
2: Yes. Okay? Sorry, so, I just, just like, when you started off telling us before you told us all the stories i thought you said to look for a person that demonstrates no that. no
1: sorry no sorry okay. sorry it could just be something in corinthians it could be something in ephesians okay basically you're just saying look i studied this this is what it says but this is what I believe the meaning is. So, for example, today, Abele shared with us 30, 60, 100 fold. And when she did that, you came and explained to us about how the earth represents the soul. Amen. Yes. And I joined in and said, for some people, 30% transformation. Okay. Well, everybody's going to be transformed. Okay. So mm-hmm. even if you only have 1% transformation, do you remember when Jesus wanted to wash the feet of the disciples? you all remember? Yes. And Peter said, don't wash my feet. I'm t- yes. I'm not worthy for you to wash my feet. And Jesus said, listen, if I don't wash your feet, you're not clean and you have no part in me. Then Peter said, wow, boss, if that's it, then wash me all over. And Jesus <laughs> said, listen, if only your feet are washed, you're clean enough. Do you all remember that? Yes. Good. But nobody washes just their feet. Jesus was trying to send a message. That even if you get 1% of salvation, you're saved. Amen? Yes. There's always going to be somebody who's much higher than you in salvation, who's giving more of their life in salvation. But the fact that you did that 1% step of saying, Lord Jesus, forgive me. I believe in my heart and I confess with my mouth and I'm ready to tell everybody, even at the pain of death, that you died for me. You're my savior. And that there's no other way to God except by you. You're saved.
2: And that you've changed you change your walk, that you clean your walk, that cleaning the feet. Yeah. When you yes. clean the feet, it change cleans your walk. That you decide your walk
1: exactly, exactly. And the moment you've accepted Jesus in your life, He begins to clean your feet. Mm-hmm. Okay, He begins to clean your feet. Okay, now some people are going to have their feet washed up to their knees. Some other people are going to have their feet washed up to their waists and yet others are going to have their feet washed up to their head that's the hundredfold okay are we following it now yes yeah. okay remember what I said it's not by might it is not by power it is by the spirit you will have to pray to God this week for him to open your spiritual eyes to see the spiritual meaning of anything you choose to study this week but the spiritual meaning as it as it relates to the transformative work of christ in you or in me or in us amen Amen. so i'm hoping i'm hoping we've you know benefited something from that um from this little thing that i shared and if there's any questions about it i'd love to answer those
2: I don't have any questions.
1: Okay. Anyone else?
2: Uh, No, it's.
3: it's
1: Okay. I heard Liz in the background.
3: Uh, No, no questions.
1: All right. Okay. So, everybody, please don't forget. Our assignment is to actually talk to the Holy Ghost about how he will help us because it's not by might or power. It's his grace that gives us this illumination.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: We have said that all scripture is about the transformative work of Christ in your life. Amen. Oh, whether Amen. it is the story about coming from Pharaoh in Egypt to the promised land, it's about taking you from the world into the kingdom of God. Amen. Amen. whether it's nowhere going into the into the ark it's about god saving you from the destruction that's to come upon the world okay Mm -hmm. so ask the holy spirit whatever you study to show you the spiritual meaning of it all Mm -hmm. okay not just the story on the surface but you will have to pray tabo if you can still hear me if not his mom lets him know he has to pray and ask god we have to do that
0: Okay? Amen. Amen.
1: Praise God. Um, I don't know who opened us in prayer, but can someone else close us in prayer?
0: So I solicit your prayers. I solicit your support. Okay, I want to thank you for your time. For those of you who have been faithful, you know, uh, supporting this work, for being involved, sharing these videos. Okay? Don't be, don't, don't don't get weary. Don't be weary. Don't get tired. Your strength is supposed to come brighter and brighter every day. Okay? Keep pressing on, share these videos with your family and friends. Start watch parties on Facebook, go with these videos so your friends and family can discuss it. Okay? And continue to write us, write me through Facebook, write me through you know, the, the comment section here on you. Okay? So I want to encourage you. Thank you so much for the way you have been supporting us. Thanks so much for all that you've been doing. We really appreciate it. Remember what I said, if you want to continue listening to us, you can always go. Okay? To our website, you can see the online video channels that you can get us through. Like I mentioned, Apple's iTunes. I mentioned Apple iTunes. I mentioned um, Spotify, and I think Google. You could also, you know, the other platforms also through which you can hear us through audio. Okay, I want to encourage you to subscribe to our channel and to, you know hit the like buttons, hit the like buttons. I can't say that enough. Every time you watch videos through YouTube, hit the like buttons. Now, if you're watching through Facebook or you're watching through some other the media like WhatsApp, it's not gonna show here, so you won't even see a like. But if you're watching through YouTube, I want to encourage you, or Facebook, wherever it is, I want to encourage you, hit that like button. Okay, hit that like button, it matters to us, okay? Thank you so much for your support. Thank you so much for everything that you've been doing, you know, by watching our videos.